You're listening to Clack Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, though, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram at CRS Podcast, Facebook.com slash Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, but you can catch all 400 plus episodes at uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com, no longer powered by Tumblr. And uh, Doc is in the building. The Doc is in the building. Yeah. I'm surprised we've been doing this this long and I just, I haven't done the, the Doc is in the building. That's crazy, but whatever. Yeah, man. Um, this has been a fun week, uh, which is good because it is, uh, it's very cold outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sick of this weather. I'm sick of this dark. I'm over it. I'm over it right now, I'm but it. I'm feeling good today. Went to a UConn hockey game last night. We won. Always enjoyable. Watching a lot of NFL football. I know you're big on the playoffs. You know, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I had it on in the background. I did. Yeah. I had it on in the background, but um, I don't know, you know, who's having a good season, who was supposed to win. Like, I don't yeah. know any of that stuff. Yeah. No, it's uh, and then of course you know listening to to music for this for this week. I, honestly, I wish I could have listened to it for more. Like I, this is one of those one of those weeks where like I definitely re skimmed through. I'm not even joking. I'm pretty sure every commercial, like almost every commercial album <laughs> released in 2000, mm. I at least skimmed through. But I just know this so well. This is like yes. ingrained in my deep, deep, deep in, in my in my brain. So I'm 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 ready. Uh, this week we are doing the definitive 15 songs from the year 2002 and we could have done a definitive i mean a definitive 20 would have been easier um man listen we just should have did a recap (laughs) (laughs) um i could do it easily i could do a definitive 30 not even without honestly without stretching easily 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 there are going to be some artists who get short shrift today i'm just warning everybody yeah um but yeah um how are you doing man uh i'm all right all things considered um i share i share you know with you on the the weather weather's very uh depressing it's very sad um yeah just a lot of uh just just ready for this year is gonna be nuts um i just laid out the year with my wife like yeah this is kind of we gotta do this this we kind of like mapped out and i'm just like it's already october in my head Mm. we have so much going on so just kind of enjoying this nice little downtime before things pick up in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, 2002, this was a welcome uh, distraction, uh, a welcome deep dive. Kind of been in this lane anyway. Um, yeah. I got a lot of mixtapes a few months ago, and that's pretty much all I listen to whenever I'm in the car. Um, but to like break it down and pick 15 records, I'm just letting you know I broke every rule. <laughs> for my list okay all of them i okay. broke all the rules there's a couple of records that i that you know there's a couple songs but like this is such a mixtape era for me yeah this is like peak armand on the computer running home from school on the computer i didn't have a car back then you know so there's a lot of stuff that i just i didn't really have a lot of friends in high school most of my friends had gotten kicked out of high school so you know it was only a handful of us and you know, so this is I'm coming home from school. I'm firing up my PS2 to play to play uh, 
was GTA 3 was 01, right? Yeah, you're probably still playing. I mean, we were I'm still, still playing. playing GTA 3. It's probably a couple other games, a Tekken somewhere in there, maybe a Def Jam Vendetta, something like that. Maybe NBA uh, NBA Street Volume 2. Is that now? Uh, Street, I think, is 03. I think that's right. I think NBA Street Volume yep, that's, 1 that's early is 03. 2002. Yeah. Yeah, it's early 03. Uh, maybe some Max Payne, you know. Um, I got all my PS2 games back here. Yeah, maybe some, maybe a, a, a not a Robert, a SmackDown. Here comes the pain or something mm, like that. Mm, no, Vi- um, so Vice City did come out in in fall o two. There so you go. Maybe maybe Vice City. Yeah, Vi- I mean because GTA three back back in those days, mm-hmm. after you beat a game, you just I would just run around the city. I just run around Liberty City and just do stuff. I had all the money, all the cars. I had everything, but you know, side missions and. Oh, you know, listening to game radio over and over and over. I mean, let me tell you, I own the trilogy remaster on my Switch, and even mm-hmm. though people, you know, it got a lot of hate when it came out. I saw that. It, also, it almost made like, me not want to buy. People were like, "This, it runs terribly." This and that, and this and the third. And <sighs> I was like, "Here's the deal: GTA Three ran like garbage on the PlayStation Two. <laughs> it, it's there were slowdowns. Yeah, it was." It because it, it was pushing what that was really capable of. Absolutely, you know? um, yep. open world was not a thing in two thousand and two. No, not like this. And so, yeah, does the Switch basically play about as crummy, just at a at a higher resolution? Yeah, but I'm used to the crumminess, so it honestly feels kind of nostalgic to me in a weird way. One hundred percent. So I bought it, and let me tell you, man, I. I can't believe how many of these I almost remember perfectly. All the cheat codes to get like unlimited ammo, unlimited yep. money, you know, refresh your, your your health, you know, add the um what the, like the per, the protection, the bulletproof or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Kevlar, the Kevlar, yeah, yeah. And so I'll just sit there, you know. I need if I come, you know, been a long day, you know, yep. of of Slack and Zoom, you know, really hard work. For sure, I'm kidding. And then I meetings you know, and then meetings about meetings. They can be they can be a little exhausting. Want, they can like, be without even getting too deep into it. I was definitely on a thing today where someone was like, "All right, I need to make a task that's gonna." And the, the title of the task is "Plan for the next task." And I was just like, "What what has become of my life?" But anyway, nah. um, you know, sometimes I just want to sit down and I wanna I wanna break out. You know, I want I want to I want to mess I want to mess things up enough so that the, that the police cop did, cop copter tries to come take me down mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll you know i want to get the missile launcher i want to knock the, the helicopter out of the sky that's all yep that's it sometimes that's all you want to do get the sniper out you know absolutely yep this absolutely is, this is my generation man <laughs> yeah I, so that's all it is it's, no, it's nostalgia man yeah all right wait i love how we went to grand theft auto um hey wait hold on hold on hold yeah. on for one hold on for one second all right i'm good are right, you back yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm Sorry, good. I was like, "Yo, let me listen, let me re-listen into the sauce." I forgot about that song. Yeah, that might be my that might be my favorite of the. I was gonna say the sauce has more longevity than "Nail in the Coffin." "Nail in the Coffin" is a great diss. Yeah, the beat isn't the best. No, the beat on the sauce is way better. The beat on the sauce is, but that's the other thing, Doc. You know this tempos, mm-hmm. tempos. Eminem is much better on. Fa- not faster, because then when I think of fa- actually, you know what? Faster tempos. If you look at if you look at the technical aspect of the real Slim Shady, he's skating on that beat. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, if we're just talking about flow, cadence, sure, sure, sure. like finding pockets, oh, he kills that. Of course, the content is goofy, whatever, whatever. But <laughs> if we're just talking about like, yeah, 
So yeah, Eminem's just rapidy rappers in general are just better on faster beats. So this, anyway, yeah, this is a weird way to start to intro <laughs> what is going to be, I hope, an amazing show, and that is the definitive 15 songs from the year 2002. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> songs. <laughs> things. Two yeah. things. Definitive 15 things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, so I think I've got roughly 13 that I feel probably have to be on there, but I'm, I'm willing to have conversations. Beyond that. Okay. But some of these might get swapped out. But like I, for me, there are like overall themes for the year. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure we touch on all of them as we go through the selections. Um, be, because I'm trying to tell the story really like, you know, so the conceit is in some way we're introducing somebody who's not, who's not familiar with music from 2002. You're introducing them to it. What would you play for them? What are, what are the 15 records to tell the story of the year? And w- that sure. story could be a lot of things. It could be your story. It could be the broader like culture story. It could be, you know, whatever. And so Armand, you were saying, I think in the pre-show that, you know, oh, actually you might've even said it before uh, during, during this show, I, I'm, I'm losing my mind already. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, you broke all the rules. All of them. All of them. Because there's all just too them. much. Listen, man, 2002 is the year I graduated high school. It's like, it's one of the, one of the greatest years of my life. I turned 18 that year. Um, so, you know, there's so many records, so many albums, like so much that, um, I have a, what's the word I'm looking for? A bias and a bend to it. I just do. So, um, so what? (laughs) (laughs) It's because in some of these instances, if I talk about you, if the story is, okay, I'm going to play this this for someone who was not around during this year which is what i'm doing now with you know with my son asking all these questions like i may start with a song but then i want to go into like multiple songs on this mixtape yeah you know because I mean, we're gonna talk about a lot, a lot. Yeah. yeah the mixtape meant a lot the whole project meant a lot so you kind of got to get this whole history lesson um 2002 was just a great year a great year um and i want to give some flowers today yeah yeah um man i'm trying to think of where we even want to start um can we start with some obvious stuff maybe yeah that's the easier stuff because i do have some i I have some um general by the book these songs are 100 percent on the list i mean we've been talking about them let's just keep talking about them i mean we got to talk about eminem okay um i think if you were making a and i think i saw some website recently that did this if you were trying to make a list of like who had the 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 greatest rapper uh, like at the time championship belt, mm-hmm. uh, Eminem, if he didn't have it, he snatches that title in 2002. 2002 is his year. Yeah, uh, Complex does a best rapper, a greatest rapper alive for every year. Mm. Uh, they just gave it to Tyler for 2021, and all the rapidy rappers are mad, but of course I I, I agree with it. Um, but if you probably look at Complex's O2, they should likely give it to M. There's a few that are in the in the contention, but M has a monster year, both um, success wise and just like this is just the best M that you're going to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there are some downsides, right? We need to talk about some of these garbage beats he gives people. Um, oh, boy. <sighs> oh, man. That Nas album. Anyway, anyway. anyway um, yes, listen, man. But if we're talking M, right? Jesus. So yeah, we're talking um, 
uh, we're talking the Eminem show, which is hard to, if you weren't around for it, it's almost hard to explain how singular, both in terms, like, Eminem was insanely popular. Mm -hmm. But he was also, maybe not, like, pretty wildly, like, respected as well. Like, it wasn't, like, his success for the most part, like, the more popular Ja Rule got, the more the quote-unquote hardcore hip-hop heads didn't like him. Peaking mm-hmm. with Mesmerize, right? Yes. That was like the, that was actually kind of the nail in the coffin for him. Right. Yes. Um, <clears throat> whereas, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun. <laughs> My bad. Whereas, how many, hold on, Eminem show, how many did that, re- so Eminem show, um, they had to move up the release because it, of it, rampant bootlegging. Yeah, it got, it got leaked like crazy. Right. Uh, I think we're we're past the statute of limitations now, so I can I can say <laughs> I can say um I made the mistake. So this is back when we were on RIC, right? IRC. IRC. Yeah. I made the mistake. I went to go because I, w- I was in college and we had, you know, like a pretty fast, especially at the time, <laughs> internet connection. I made the mistake. I went because my grandparents lived close by. I downloaded the album, I yeah. left up, I left it up. And then I forgot to shut it off before I left for the weekend. Mm. I come back and UConn had shut off my internet mm-hmm. and they put me, <laughs> I was basically, I was, they, they shut me off and I had this whole war. It was this whole situation because I was just one of like thousands of like ways that people were getting the Eminem show. And despite, so it's so widely bootlegged mm-hmm. and it comes out, it leaks like early, like maybe second third week of may like gotta be the second week of may i think okay it was supposed to come out june 4th Mm -hmm. they push it up to may 26th Mm -hmm. it's rampantly bootlegged it's Mm -hmm. widely available it Mm -hmm. still sells 1.3 million copies the first week first week yep still goes crazy uh that that is 1.3 1.3 that's crazy it's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, we should also point out with your story. Yeah. Um, number one, this is around the time that Doc and I met. Yep. Um, and Doc, just to give a little more context, Doc had like, all right, we're going to get real old. Yeah. So we, <laughs> so one of the ways that you would get music back then was called an FTP server. Uh-huh. And you had to have this, I don't know what the name of the application was that would allow you to access the website. And it would just be broken down and people would, you know, basically host. It was like a cloud. Yeah, um, it was a little cloud. It was the cloud and people would host files or whatever. And so you had to have the access for some. You had to have like the a, a IP address to access it. You had to have for some people, they would uh, password protected. You had to have a password. Um, and so Doc had an FTP server and he had a really good FTP server. You just sent me and I did not tell you, like, thank you for all of the uh those random CD singles you you uh, shot in the Dropbox a yeah, while ago because yeah. that was just uh, freaking crazy. Um, but that's one of the ways that Doc and I met was through that server because Doc would have everything, literally everything. And uh, yeah, that was a yeah that was one of the ways that we met was was through that 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 FTP server. So I, I <laughs> it was all about those servers, man. I probably like, what, what, I probably you, what got could the you get on? Show off you? Yeah, absolutely because. The thing about IRC, I don't know if you remember, but like sometimes you would have to find the right channel. Oh, we're getting old. Oh, yeah. all this is coming back to me. So there were certain channels, there were certain like reliable channels that would have all the newest stuff. And sometimes that's how we found out that stuff had leaked 
Yeah. You know, sometimes we'd be in the chat room and somebody would post a file or whatever. Um, but you would have to put in a code. It was like almost like DOS style. You have to put in a code to tell it to download. And sometimes the server wouldn't download, it'd be overloaded because there'd be thousands of people all over the world trying to download this one file. So if you had a guy who had a fast internet connection and had a, a, a FTP server, I should say I should say a person, not a guy. Yeah. If you had a, a person who had this FTP server, um, you know, direct connect through AIM was another way. Uh, you know, AOL was an instant messenger and all that stuff. Like that was your that was like your backup. So <clears throat> in many instances, Doc was a backup because that that Yukon internet was legendary. <laughs> well, I had ca- I had cable, but like yours early was, cable. It was, it was early different. cable. Early cable, yeah, early cable. So I'm um, <laughs> you downloading like forty uh, like kilobytes a second was like oh, <laughs> it's like blazing fast. So uh, uh, back in 2015, the New Yorker did an article called "The Man Who Broke the Music Industry," and it's about it's an amazing article. It's about the guy who was supplying leaks to RNS, the the most at the time the most widely known legendary like leaking group. They, that was it. If you saw an RNS leak, you were like, this is real. Absolutely. Yeah, RNS was it. And That's, so, what's the name of that article again? Because I want to throw that into uh, It's our... called The Man Who Broke the Music Industry on The New Yorker. Um, and uh, they actually, it's funny, because they're talking about what was like one of their like quote unquote greatest accomplishments. And it was the Eminem show, which was leaked, and my memory's pretty good, May 10th, 2002. So, nice. anyway, the Eminem show is a monster. M has Eight Mile coming out this year. The soundtrack to Eight Mile is a monster, and they yep. all like intertwined, right? Yep. Um, you know, I uh, this is gonna surprise absolutely nobody. Um, I had a lot of white friends, right? And <laughs> let me tell you, when the trailer for Eight Mile came out, first of all, mm-hmm. it didn't have Lose Yourself. It had Clean Out My Closet. It did, mm-hmm. and. Because the Eminem show and, and, and the Eight Mile music, it's all created at the same time, basically. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Um, Clearly, to the point where you could do a, you want to do a one point five of the Eminem show, you you're really going somewhere. You just you just throw those Eminem records right. on, right? You clean Eminem out some of the day. some of the crap. But anyway, yeah, like people like lost their. They were like clean up my closet, and then like Eminem show comes out without me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was a big deal. It was. It has not held up. And people love, people loved that song so much yeah. because they loved Eminem. Because they loved Eminem. I don't know anybody who actually liked the song because it was a good song. Right. It was like, we're excited to see Eminem back. It was, you know, it was the, uh, it was the old kind of Eminem, right? It was the real Slim Shady kind of Eminem again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that became his, uh, his shtick. Yeah. Yeah, put out the goofy single first and then the, the deep introspective to follow. Right, right. Um, but I think if we're talking Eminem from 2002. Mm-hmm. So my rule of thumb with this definitive 15, I realize it's a long intro, but we're barely getting to it now. Um, oh, boy. No, I, I think I think a max, I try to give an artist a max of two songs. Okay. I think Lose Yourself 100% has to be on here. Yeah. Yep, That's it's on mine. Okay. And since yours is kind of in chunks, I'll kind of want to, I'll do mine in chunks too, if that's okay, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, I think, let's just... so Lose Yourself, 100%, it's Eminem's defining song. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is why I think this is, that's what he's going to do at the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, he's going to perform that at the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
He has to. He has to. It's and here's the thing. It's a really good song. It's you know it's been memed to death. Popular culture ran it, you know ran it ran it out. But it's a great song. It's written really well. Yeah, it's written really well. Now the second song for I think M gets two songs for this year. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out what that is. <laughs> okay. I have two contenders, and you tell me if you think this sounds right. All right. I think you could say "Without Me," which was a huge hit. No. I think it's cleaning out my closet. Yeah. Which, you know, there are a couple songs on the Eminem show that are really like just straight up catnip for angry white America. <laughs> yes. Specifically angry white young men. Yes. White America is one of them. Mm-hmm. Cleaning out my closet. Yeah. Sing for the moment. Yep. Um, You know, there are songs in here we don't that are better left not talked about at all. Right. We don't ever need to talk about drips again. Um, but yeah, cleaning out my closet, man. That still a good, still a good record. It's a great record. Mm-hmm. It sounds so uniquely Eminem. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like as much as "Lose Yourself" is kind of like peak Eminem. It's that's peak Eminem of a that's like peak chest thumping Eminem in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With uh, cleaning out my closet is like trying to think what was the last single from oh man why can't i think right now what was the last single from the marshall mathers lp it was the last single sing for the moment no from marshall marshall mathers i'm sorry uh hold on i should know this um let's just look it up man what am i thinking of oh you know what it is i'm sorry uh clean out my closet is like the (laughs) sequel to the way i am Oh, but that's the second single. Right. Technic- technically. The third single is Be Please, right? No. The the last single is Be Please. That's actually the fifth single. <laughs> the fourth single is I'm Back. Oh, that's a terrible song. The, and I think the song that you're thinking of is Stan. Yeah. I forgot about Stan. My God. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You know, boy, is, you know, actually trying to figure out like, a, you know, um, a definitive 15 for Eminem might actually be hard because I don't know if he's got 15 records I really, 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 really want to push. You you could throw some um some guest appearances sure. in there. And, but, and a def- but narrowing down his five is actually not easy. Well, we we did a we did a we did a, a reasonable doubt three. We did a definitive three. Before. We did a definitive three. Uh, you know, five for him is is, is tough. Um, so maybe those are things we could do on like Twitter Spaces or something. Yeah, that, like that. that could we be good. That could be good, but yeah, but clean out my closet. I mean, it's like it's the way I am formula, just even better. Because I think he's, I think he's a better, he's a better rapper. He's a better rapper. He's a better producer. That's probably that's probably his. I would never call Eminem a better producer. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, where's my snare? I have no snare in my headphones. That's iconic, man. It is iconic. It is. It is. You're right. Um, That's a great song. I was gonna Um, say, is that his best beat? Oh, that's an interesting question. What is the best? M- I mean, I could tell you what maybe his worst beat. We got some candidates for worst beats. Oh boy. Um, do we want to do we want to segue into Nas with that? <laughs> I can't read the cross. Is terrible. The cross is horrible. And the funny part was this was the era where M was like giving out beats for free, for free. to people he to people he respected. Like, but <sighs> there's no way Jay heard. Uh, uh, um, what's the, what's that record? Um, moment of moment of clarity. Yeah. No way Jay hears that and is like, yeah, I could do something with this. No way. 
Yeah, you no know. No way Nas hears the cross and is like, yo, this is crazy. I need this. No way. <laughs> he was like, he's like, listen, you gave Jay Renegades. You got to give me something. Oh, 100%. That's what that was. 100%. Cleaning out my closet was such a needed counterpoint to without me. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. As was the way I am this to a uh, real sense. That's right. Real that's right. I mean, yes. like, you know, it's funny because a lot of, you know, we were joking about this maybe on the pre-show. I can't remember. Um, but. You know, back then, you know, you'd have the the street single and mm-hmm. then you'd have the commercial single. Mm-hmm. And M had the humorous comedy single and then he had the serious single. Right. Every time. Until Encore, where he, because <sighs> <he laughs> by that point he had gotten a little serious and a little hard. He, he began to take oh, himself a little too No, serious. you know, I'm right though, because I forgot, just lose it. Oh yeah, and that bombed. He does just lose it, and then he does mosh. Oh uh, yeah, and so and he got a lot of kudos for mosh. Did mosh he? had a didn't mosh have a um? It had a political. Oh yeah, because he was yeah. like he. I mean, he really had like Eminem stands online, you know, and I might have been one of them. You know, we were <laughs> all like, man, maybe this will change the election. <laughs> <laughs> no not at all i thought but i thought he got a lot of kudos for that i mean he got kudos from you know from us but it didn't it didn't like it first of all hasn't held up um it's way too slow it's too it's plotting it's very plotting and it never charted or did anything it wasn't Mm. until from that album it wasn't until like toy soldiers which really helped him Mm mm-hmm Cause just, uh, just lose it. Yeah. Just lose it. Like came, started really high and then just fell off a cliff and had no staying power. It was the, Hey, Eminem's back. People are excited. And then after that, that wore off, people were like, wait, this is terrible. But like toy soldiers carried him for Mm. a long time on radio and video and everything else. See, and I was, I believe I was in the military. I was in basic training when that was going on. So I missed all of that. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, so 2002. All right, so well, let's let's close up on, on Eminem, right? So Eight Mile, it's actually a pretty good soundtrack. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of good records on there, such as um, Places to Go. <sighs> this is when Fifty was like Places to Go was such a heat check. Yeah, because it's it's a it's an Eminem beat. Oh yeah, it's not it's not good, <laughs> but for whatever reason. 50 makes that record hard. I kind of right, I kind of like I know it's not I wouldn't say it's a good beat but I wouldn't say it's a bad beat. It's interesting because of the tempo and the way like the drum pattern like he it's does some It's a very strange things. drum pattern. Yeah. He does some interesting things. It's almost like the ludicrous stung pranked beat. <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever reason, yeah, not yeah, for yeah. whatever reason because this is this is peak 50. This is 50. Well, this is not peak 50. This is pre-peak 50. Okay, well, when I say peak fifty, I guess I mean fifty can make fifty can make anything pop at this era, okay. at this stage. I mean, like creatively, because I'm yeah, gonna fifties yeah. on my list, but I have to just talk about fifty. Well, like we should 50s. we should use this to eventually segue into fifty. Okay, so fifties fifty is on a roll in two thousand and two, like this is literally his coming out party. He puts out three classic iconic mixtapes. 50 Cent is the future, No Mercy, No Fear, God's Plan. 
all within 12 months, actually all within like eight, because I think God's plan comes out in like August or September or something. And so I just put all three on my list. (laughs) Uh There's no way I'm picking one record off of this mixtape to represent uh, these mixtapes to represent 50s run. No way. And isn't Guess Who's Back also in 2002? Guess Who's Back is also in 2002. I kind of don't count that because a lot of that is uh, Power of the Dollar mixed with a few other records. So I can't lie. Like Guess Who's Back didn't really do it for me. Um, because I already had those records years before. I was a 50 Cent fan in 99. Like, I had yeah, the yeah. Power of the Dollar bootleg. I thought 50 was dope because it was the uh, Your Life's on the Line and Rowdy Rowdy were on the Into Deep soundtrack. And I had that soundtrack. Um, I just saw that movie three months ago. My wife made me watch it. Um, so why was why was 50 so... And oh, oh, so real quick, the other stuff that 50... Because 50 is actually all over the 8 Mile soundtrack, right? Love Me, which... <sighs> It's a hard record, man. And that was a record. That was the first time that somebody dared to say anything negative about Lauren Hill. It reminds me, since we're talking politics, it reminds yeah. me of when the Dixie Chick said something about George Bush mm. and got destroyed for it. Basically, yeah. their careers were ruined. Um, you couldn't say anything bad about Lauren Hill because Lauren Hill, even though that Double XL article had come out talking about the you know the credits and people not being properly compensated for the miseducation yeah like the lauren could do no wrong and so when lauren comes out with unplugged a lot of people didn't like it but nobody would dare say it publicly it was just like yeah it's lauren hill people made excuses they caped for that album so much i think the album is better than than people gave it credit for but it's nowhere near what miseducation is like it she makes a sharp left turn and I don't think that was the right move for her, but it was the it was the right move for her. It may not have been the right move for her career, mm. which is fine. But nobody was going to say that. When 50 says that line on Love Me, it was like a, <gasps> it was a shock. Yeah. But Love Me is hard. That record is crazy. I mean, Wangsta, not my favorite record. <sighs> not my favorite record. And I thought about putting it on the list just because that is like, I guess that's probably the definitive 50 cent record for 2002, but... I wasn't really a fan of Wanks. I wasn't a fan of the song. I, I think what's definitive about and you so you got the mixtapes. I want to give you room to run here. But like for me, I think what's def, what is n- so noteworthy about I mean, especially 50 Cent is the future. But even um yeah, but you know, even No Mercy No Fear and and God's plan to a certain extent, but like is his ability to take other people's records Mm-hmm. do melodies but keep it hard like he was he was laying the groundwork for what he was gonna do absolutely right but like you know they i mean man the banks work out but then like honestly yeah. got me a bottle i forgot about got me a model yeah <laughs> eric sermon eric sermon and rl and RL. eric sermon has a little run in 2002 we'll talk about that in honorable mentions are we yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why when I, when okay. I it's it's on it's on my I have an Eric Summer record on my okay. on my uh, honorable mentions I'll talk about I it. I hope it's React. It is. <laughs> it's that's the only song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only song, but it's for a specific reason. Sure. Um, but um, listen, it was the perfect balance because when we're when we're looking at mixtapes in 2002. Yeah. What rappers traditionally did on mixtapes, going all the way back to Tony Touch's 50 MCs, like however you want to lay it down. Rappers would find somebody else's beat and just rap. Yeah. 
And that was serviceable. That was great. You know, that's something that I've <laughs> done m- much of my career over the last 10 years. It's just fun to do. But 50 was the first artist, as you said, to take these beats and make his own song. Yeah. And the songs would be so good that the original version would be taken off of the radio and replaced with 50s, at least like in the like the New York area. I mean, 50 singing over Love You Better. After my cheddar. Yep. Uh, he does the, um, where is it at? Um, uh, fat Girl, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah Over yeah. the, the De La Soul, the De right. La Soul record. Um, yeah, Love You Better, The Blast, um, you know, Poison, uh, Guess Who's Back. Um, like he's take G'd up, you know, My Downfall, uh, Deep Cover, If I Could Go. Oh, my God, Angie Martinez, Jesus. That's that's 2002. Yeah, I thought about that, and then I was like, "No, that's nah. not making my mention." Sorry, Angie. <laughs> uh, Ching Ching, the Miss Jade and Nelly Furtado, and all, like he's taking, and these are such a wide, a, a wide array of records. Like these are like commercial records. This isn't just like he's got, you know, he's rapping over rapidy rap beats, but he's taking commercially successful records and making them viable for a street audience. And at the time it was unheard of. And then you have the balance of Tony Yayo who provides the hype man energy or whatever. Nobody really go, he's the personality of the group. Though 50 has a lot of personality as well that he shows on there. And then you just have Lloyd Banks where if you want that traditional NYC mixtape sound, here's the punchline king. Right, 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 right. Here's the guy you want for the wordplay. It was like the perfect balance. 50 knew how to make records and he transitioned at the mixtapes and it blew up and it changed the landscape of so many things. And it's why 2003 is such a huge year for him because of the groundwork that he lays in 2002 with these three mixtapes. Yeah. They're not on my list. I didn't know what to do with the mixtapes exactly, but I hear you. I think there's so much else going on. Like, I think one of the themes of the year is that 50 is building his buzz for sure but like he's coming he's coming and mixtapes were still in this alternate world for sure they were like the you know people getting music on the internet introduced that more widely but 50 in the tri-state area was very different than 50 elsewhere for sure yeah yeah i mean but i'm not really yeah yeah yeah. it (sighs) i'm such a mixtape guy man i'm such a mixtape guy like I'll take a mixtape over a retail project. And that might that might have been the reason why I loved Call Me When You Get Lost so much, because it was a mixtape. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we got it, we got it, because we have a lot to talk about. We got about. a lot to what? talk about. All right. Um, who else can we talk about who's obvious? Um should we talk about your man Nelly? Uh sure. Yeah. He's only he's one of the only dudes moving units. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. So, um, Nelly has a gigantic 2000, he's got a pretty good old one, and he's got a gigantic 2002. Mm-hmm. I think Nelly, at the at a minimum, I think Hot in Here has to be on here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on, on my list. It's on my list. It's begrudgingly. A, Hot in Here is a weird record, man. Actually, not begrudgingly. I'm sorry. No, 100%. Confidently, it's on my list. Confid- why, is it it, a weird, why is it a weird, why is it a weird record? I don't know if I would call this one of like the Neptune's greatest beats ever. It's just a it's a it's just a sample. It's just them redoing Bustin' Loose. Sure, but I mean like it's um 
it's not, you know, the Neptunes, they, they did a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And they got some showy beats, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This feels, this, this song lives and dies so much on Nelly's charisma and that mm. video. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say except like Nellyville was ridiculously successful. When Diamond, right? Did it? I think so. No, did not know it didn't. It sold six point four. Okay. So what am I thinking of? Country Grammar country, went Diamond. Did country Grammar go Diamond. My God, people forget Nelly. <laughs> not really, but really. Yeah, Country Grammar sold uh, Diamond as of July twenty sixteen. Yeah. And, you know, we're still too, you know, by, by sweat and suit, Nelly's in a different place. <laughs> yes. But this, so, you know, Nelly explodes on the scene in 2000. Mm-hmm. He's got the, you know, he puts out the Lunatics album in 01. Plus, he's still touring and releasing more singles from Country Grammar. Yep. Then he kind of goes, you know, not really goes away, but comes, you know, comes out. So I think he, I know he at least gets one. What I'm trying to figure out, does Nelly get two? Because there's the other one, Dilemma? There's Dilemma and there's Air Force Ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> dilemma um, is an interesting record because I feel like Nelly is kind of chasing Dilemma and the success of Dilemma for a little while in his career. He does. The Jaheim record is definitely Dilemma Part Two. It's chasing Dilemma. It's these. It's uh. It's not. It's almost a do. It's 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 a little bit more it's than a, a feature. A little bit less a than a duet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's meant to be like the softer side of Nelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, uh, rapper, popular R and B artists making a a love record. It's got an iconic video. Yeah, where she's texting from Microsoft Excel. Yeah. Yep. Yep. On yep. a Nokia communicator. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not putting this on. I'm not putting this on my list. Sorry. So you think Nelly only gets one in this year? Because mm-hmm. there's just too much going on. It's too much going on, man. For I, me, I don't no, I, I, I you know, I'm, I, I'm cool with that because I got a lot of other records I need to put in here. So yeah, he had a big year, man. He did. He had a big year. 